I'm Miriam. And I'm Elise. Two friends bound by the love of books. Taking on the world one chapter at a time. This This is the Bookbound Besties Podcast. Hey, Bookbound Besties! Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are diving in to Fourth Wing. So we're going to start out today uh, diving into chapters one through three. Uh, We're just going to kind of guide you through those three chapters and talk about how we felt and reactions and all that fun stuff. Yeah, we are going to be spoiler free for the rest of the book. Elise has only read chapters one through three. I've read the whole book twice. So I will be doing my very best poker face whenever she says something that may, you know, tease to something that happens later on Mm -hmm. in the book or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Even if she says something crazy, I will do my best to keep a poker face. Perfect. Okay. I wrote synopsis, synopsis, synopsis uh, for each chapter. Okay. So I will read my synopsis for chapter one. Okay. And, um... I'm not sure about the tone of it, so let me know how we feel about these uh, at the end. Okay. Okay, wait. Hold on. Before we jump into the okay. synopses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a few questions for you. Okay. My little keener. Yes. Um, because there are little blurbs in the beginning of the book before the chapter before before mm-hmm. chapter one mm-hmm. that I wanted to ask you about if you've noticed them, what your thoughts are before we get into the story, because this is before the story. Okay. Okay. So. On the page following the dedication, mm-hmm. we see a blurb mm-hmm. that says, is this in your synopsis or am I? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, I perfect. meant to talk about that first, but I got excited. So. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Okay. The following text has been faithfully transcribed from Navarian into the modern language by Jacinia Neilwert, curator of the Squibe Quadrant at Biscayeth War College. All events are true and names have been preserved to honor the courage of those fallen. fallen. May their souls be commended to Malik. Yes. Thoughts? Uh, I thought it was really cool. I love when authors put like a, like, oh, this was based on real events, even if it wasn't really, just to like bring you into it. Okay. Um, What do you think about the Navarian into the modern language? I find that interesting. Okay. Because I actually find the, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the tone that it's written in feels extremely modern. Yeah. And I love it. Okay. So, like, though the book is set in, like, another realm, another world, whatever, the characters feel very current and feel Mm -hmm. like they could be, like, just you and I chatting. The way they speak, their side comments, everything is very current feeling. So, which makes it easier to relate to. So, I thought that was really clever. You know that that's actually a critique of the book. Oh, I like it. I liked it, too. It really didn't bother me, but... um, a lot of people actually think that it should have been an urban fantasy, kind of like you haven't read it yet, but Crescent City, which is okay. um, Sarah J. Mass's most recent novel in her, or series in her multiverse, uh, which is a which is a modern fantasy. I'd never read a modern fantasy, which so I found that the Crescent I found Crescent City to be really interesting um, because there's there's magic and there's creatures and right. whatever, but they're set in a world with cell phones and the internet. Okay. Which is kind of weird. But anyway, so that's what people have been saying about the way that Fourth Wing is written is that it should have been. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, I 
that's fair. I, I guess people want their fantasy to be written very much like fantasy, but because I've never read anything like this written that way, I thought it was like new and exciting. Me too. And I find it easier to relate to the characters. Like Absolutely. I feel like they could be like people <clears throat> I work with or friends or whatever. Totally. Which is nice. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about the phrase, all events are true and names have been preserved to honor the courage of those fallen? I'm going to try not to think about it too much. Okay. Okay. Because it makes me a little sad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. I also, so before reading, I yeah. like studied, I looked at the map. Okay. Um, I tend to not pay attention. Like I'm a type of reader that like, I'll just like jump straight to the story. Same. I rarely look at anything before. Like I don't read the dedication usually I don't read the acknowledgments but just because like they're not for me mm -hmm. they're for the people who know the author who have helped and stuff so like I love that they're there and I think we should honor those people but like I'm you know it's like not for me so like why I, I just never felt the need to read it but in this case I took my time and like I looked at the map and I read the dedication and stuff and like um the world map is cool but because I didn't know what anything was I was just like eh, whatever yeah but I did like the school map because I liked being able to place as I was reading in my head kind of where they were like what was around them and stuff to help me like build the world in my mind as well for sure so I thought that was cool for sure so okay you even beat me to um Sorry. <laughs> the map that's fine now the other thing that I thought I wasn't sure maybe you would overlook maybe you wouldn't think it was important but I highly encourage you highly encourage you to pay attention to are the little blurbs at the beginning of every chapter yes okay you paid attention yeah well I read yeah you yeah, read, yeah, read no that. no some people like I know people who have read this book who have completely disregarded yeah because I, mm -hmm. I mean the way she has structured it is mm -hmm. it like foreshadows a little bit what's going to happen in, in each chapter. You are so smart. So that's why I was, yeah, paying attention. Okay. Okay. That was, th those were my little yeah. interruptions, the little things that I wanted to talk to you about before we jumped into your synopsis. So I am all ears. Okay. We are introduced to our heroine, Violet Sorengale, who is about to attend Basgaith War College. It is conscription day where all the new recruits start their journey to make, uh, to make it into the college. Though Violet wants to join the Squibe Quadrant. Squibe? <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that one again. Um, the <laughs> uh, <the> Squibes. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to bounce back from that. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, 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 I will. <laughs> uh, okay. Though Violet... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna look at you. <laughs> Don't drink your tea because if you do a spit take right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is I didn't hear it. You didn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Though Violet wants to... <laughs> Why is this so funny? <laughs> We're like too excited. <laughs> okay. Good. Scribe. 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 Though Violet wants to join the Scribe Quadrant, she is voluntold to join the Writer's Quadrant by the general of the school, her mother. We learn that Violet was ill as a child and it has left her weaker than most. Between living up to her family legacy 
and learning that the son of their sworn enemy, Zayden Ryerson, is a wing leader, the odds are stacked against her. We leave Violet just before her first test at the parapet. Yeah. So that's chapter one. That's chapter one. So I'll just start with my first impression from the very first few Mm -hmm. sentences. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought this when I first read the book, but for whatever reason, I felt like the main character was either a child or a teenager and not a young adult. I was surprised to learn she was 20. Okay. I thought she was a teenager as well. Yeah, it just read um, like a little bit immature. I wasn't sure because there was an emphasis on her weakness or her small size. I I, I don't know, but I just got the vibe or like maybe like the vibe of going to the principal. I I don't know what it was. Maybe. I think also like a lot of these books are usually set in more high school environments or whatever. Like... Or but this is an adult book. There's yes, absolutely no, no, I know nothing. That. No, I guess young that's adult. True. That's, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, but also, the I think she's going to meet her mom. Yeah. And I think that sometimes when we're faced with her parents or whatever, we kind of revert back to childish uh, reactions because, yeah. like, or in family in general, like there's certain roles that you played in that family or re- like dynamics in those relationships that are hard to shake off even into adulthood. Yeah, that's a, that's a very astute observation. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I don't know. Okay, but uh, it's funny that we both had the same impression. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, from the get-go, like already just like the setting of the school and the concept of like dragon writing and the different quadrants and everything, I was like, I'm in. Like, really? th- yeah, it just, it, it checks so many boxes for me. Like, it's 100% the type of book I'm going to like. So from the get-go, I was like, yes, 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 let's do this. And then, like, we go, and the first scene is, like, an all-female scene, too, which is, like, kind of cool. So I was, like, excited by that. I didn't that. even think about it that way. I just felt unsettled. Like, the, <laughs> the first couple pages, definitely the first page, the first yeah. couple pages, I just felt so unsettled. Knowing it's conscription day, knowing, you know, obviously I don't know what conscription means or conscription day means yeah. in this mm-hmm. world, but in life, I know what conscription means. So that's mm-hmm. kind of nerve-wracking, unsettling, the fact that she's not meant to be there, so you felt Violet's emotions. Yeah. 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 Especially because we know that Violet is not ready for whatever is about to come. Right. I, yeah, I just felt really anxious yeah. <laughs> right from the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we meet her sister and her mom. Her sister is fantastic. I love her already. Yeah. Like she's just... Quintessential, quintessential big sister. Yeah. Yeah, caring, strong, like, badass. Like, yeah. I, I thought she was really cool. And protective, too. Yeah, I. that's exactly what I had. I had written when I, you know, reread it, now because mm-hmm. obviously I read it before, that she is behaving in exactly the way you want a big sister to behave. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got her back. Mm-hmm. Later on in the chapter, we see she's, you know, redone her... Um, pack to make sure that it was not too heavy she did her hair you know like all of these she really looked out for her in a way that I thought was really sweet and that contrast and the way she has Violet's back contrasts so dramatically the mom's attitude yeah so last episode you asked me things and like one of the things I brought up was like oh like nepotism that's why people don't like her because like people are like oh you're only here because of who your mom is or whatever 
But I was not prepared for how cold this woman is. Yeah. Like, because nepotism can go, I guess, one of two ways. Or, like, when a person is in a position of authority, it's, like, either, like, I'm going to coddle you and I'm going to push you through life and I'm going to help you and support you and make sure you get everything because I have the power to do so. Or the opposite, which is what uh, General Sorengale decided to do, is, like, like, I'm going to make your life difficult. You're going to earn this. Yeah. And, like... She basically says, like, I'm not going to acknowledge you for the next three years. Which I have a problem. Like, (laughs) they know she's your daughter. You could at least say hi. Like, I I don't understand why there needs to be this degree of coldness. But she she doesn't even, like, hug her. Her daughter might be going to die and she like doesn't even hug her goodbye yeah like you would expect her mom to be more concerned about her well-being yeah i don't i don't yeah and like i mean they allude to having like they had another sibling who died and i think he was the favorite just the way it was said yeah so like obviously this woman has been through a lot of loss and stuff and maybe has been hardened and cold by it but like i just can't imagine sending your child off to quite possibly die and like just not caring yeah and it made me wonder i mean this girl trained her whole life to be a scribe clearly during her whole life where she was training to be a scribe the mom was okay with it Mm -hmm. and knew about it Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden she has to be a writer like why yeah makes no sense i know very weird it is very weird we may get answers about it later (laughs) oh okay (laughs) we may not um they also like they talk about a lot uh violet's weak body Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, th- this came out after the book was published. Mm-hmm. She is, it came out after the book was published that Violet's condition is EDS, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, okay. which actually um, Rebecca Yaros and her sons all have this condition. Okay. So it's a condition that affects your um, your joints. It makes you have over... I think it, it has to do with your joints and your cartilage and your ligaments, something like that. Okay. So obviously it's not ex- ever explicitly said in the book that Violet has this condition, but she was very much um, inspired by the challenges mm-hmm. or kind of what happens to her body is very much inspired by the challenges that Rebecca herself experienced as well as her sons. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, not cool that they have that, but well, cool I, I like that she was able to write it into a story. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to having chronic illness and yeah. all of that. So. Absolutely. So I wrote down a line mm-hmm. that, and I'll bring it up again later, but there was a line that stuck out to me. Yeah. And she explicitly says the prohibited power of mind reading. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to mark that and I'll bring it up in chapter three. Yeah. I mean, sh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I noticed a few things as well okay. in the conversation that Violet was having with her mom. You, I noticed that she, her mom is talking about the dad in a really weird way. Mm-hmm. Like when she said, for example, I told him not to keep you in the library. But like I mentioned earlier, her mom's one of the parents too. Mm-hmm. So you would think that if the mom had a you know, principled reason for why Violet couldn't become a scribe or that she shouldn't be in the library or whatever, that the mom would have stepped in and intervened. I just can't imagine such a siloed, like, method of parenting. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Why something that has been okay for, let's say, 19 of Violet's 20 years, now all of a sudden it's not okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened in their relationship or whatever. And, like, but this is a really crucial aspect of parenting. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
everyone in Navarre essentially has to pick between these four quadrants. Yeah. They this is mandatory. So, so they why, either yeah. yeah, why wasn't it like agreed upon before exactly. or like what flipped the switch? Exactly. Yeah. You know, question. you you absolutely you know, you turn 20, you absolutely either need to become a healer, a scribe, an infantry soldier or a rider. You know, this isn't a surprise. <laughs> like this is known yeah to be a thing. I mean, maybe it was always a point of t- contention. I don't know. But I feel like it, yeah, I don't know. If it were always a point of contention, wouldn't it have come up early? It just seems, it to me, again, maybe I'm reading it too much into this. Maybe we're just harping on something for no reason. But it appears as though six months ago something happened. Mm-hmm. And everything changed, you know? When, uh, when I was first reading the way she speaks about her, the father... Like, I thought they were divorced or, like, separated or something, but then it comes up he's dead, right? Yeah, so, so the dad died a year ago. Okay. I think. I don't, I, I don't remember the timeline. No, anymore. I'm pretty sure it was a year ago. Um, His heart gave out or whatever. Um, But the mom talked about him kind of longingly. Yeah. Like, she does have a sweet moment with her daughter about, you know, saying, like, there's so much of your father in you or something like that. So. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this woman, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things, it's like so dumb, but like I couldn't get out of my mind is they say that the parapet is 18 inches. Yeah. Which like, I understand at the height, 18 inches is narrow, but like 18 inches is not narrow. No, I know. It, you could comfortably fit two feet I know. next to each other. But also- So the fact that they kept harping on the fact that it's 18 inches as if it's like, oh my God, the smallest thing. I was like, no. But also, like, who says you can't crawl? Who says you can't shimmy on your butt? <laughs> but is that a rule? Nobody mentions it. Why does everybody insist on walking? Walking because you have to show your bravery. Yeah, that's true. The ego. I feel yes. like there's a lot of ego in there's the Rider Riders yeah, quadrant. Yes, so. and there's there's also, like, we'll get we'll get to it in a bit, but there's also an emphasis on not being the weakest link. Yeah. Because you're going to, if you are weak, then you're putting your wing mates yeah at risk yeah so maybe that's why yeah but i mean again we'll get to it after but when violet like tr- not trips but slips she could have just crawled the rest of the way that's you know? what i like, thought that's just too. what i think i will die on this hill but i know so there was like anyway some logistical things that i was like mm, are we really okay anyway <laughs> here we go <laughs> um okay so- what did you think of the number of people who die on con- on conscription day in general, like yeah. the general number of people. Yeah, like what do you think? What, so you've you're newly into this world, and you're kind of launched right into a conversation. This wild family dynamic. You've got the cold mom. You've got the protective sister, and then you find out that they're all fighting over the fact that tons of people die in conscri- on conscription day. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a really hard word for us to say. Conscription. conscription? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess, like, it's shocking when you actually hear the numbers and stuff. And, like, they talk about, like, the field of, with all the headstones and stuff. But, uh, like, I guess it's kind of crazy to think that people volunteer for this. But at the same time, like, I just assume it's, like, one of those things that from birth you're told it's an honor. So mm-hmm. people just do it. Like, I feel and like... Cool. And it's cool to do it. And yeah. if you die, like, well, at least you died trying to be a dragon rider and like that's just an accepted thing in their society so I didn't like think too hard on it I'm like okay this is how their society works and 
that's that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if I'd volunteer, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Why are we talking like reality or my Delulu? Okay, before we we keep going, there's a few other things that stuck out to me that I don't know if you noted down. So at one point, they're having a conversation. I think Mira just dealt her mom a low blow about being eager to bury another child, which... Yep. And you hear that the temperature, so the temperature in the room drops, Mm -hmm. courtesy of the moms of General Sorengale's storm-wielding signet power. Yeah. Did you get that? Yes, but I didn't know what that was until I think in the third chapter, uh, they talk about how the dragons give you signet powers and stuff. Okay. So like, I was just like, what? Yeah. And then later Later on. on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so... We kind of talked about it before, but I was saying how I loved how Mira was being like the best yeah. older sister. But the other thing that I really loved that just made me be like, oh, <laughs> was um, I felt like she was really paying it forward yeah. because Brennan had done, done all this with her. her. Yeah, I yeah, know. I thought that, I thought was, that really, was really sweet. Yeah, yeah I really like that a lot. And I think that's why she also put in that much more effort because she's like, you know, like someone did this for me and I know how much I needed it. So now I'm going to do this for you. And yeah. Like, And I don't want to lose another sibling. I want Mm -hmm. to give them as much of a leg up as I can. And I just also kind of like pictured myself where like if it were my sister, Mm -hmm. I would be so anxious and like stressed and I would feel so helpless in front of a situation where clearly, I mean, I tried to get her out of it. I did my best. I dealt low blows and I yelled and I did all these things Mm -hmm. and it didn't work. So now I just feel like I need to do something. Yeah. To have some semblance of control. Yeah. And still do the most that she can in that situation, right? So, yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, like, I, obviously I thought about that whole situation too, like being a big sister. Like, we both are big sisters. Yeah. We both have little sisters. Yeah. So it's like, it. yeah, it's hard. Like, I wouldn't be as composed as Mira was. Like, oh my geez. gosh, I'd be a wreck. I am very emotional. <laughs> I cry at diaper commercials. Are you kidding? Like, I cried the drop of a hat. I hear... Yeah, I, I just hear something like remotely touching and I have a giant lump in my throat. Same. Like I would just be a disaster. Same. Even just like retelling something that made oh my, me cry, I me will too. cry again. Oh okay, so I, this is really random, but did you watch Queen Charlotte? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know the like very, very end. Spoiler for the end of yeah. Queen Charlotte. But skip if you, ahead. Skip ahead if you haven't seen Queen Charlotte. Yeah, but if you haven't, like what are you doing? Go watch it. It was incredible. Um, So you know like the end where... They go under the bed. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Like I literally, yeah. I I even like feel. I like know. I just got like chills. <laughs> I like, feel like oh. coming back up. I told my cousin. My cousin hadn't watched it, and I told her I was like, "You absolutely need to watch it. Like it's so beautiful. Like I'm gonna cry just thinking about it." And she's like, "No. Like what do you mean?" And I'm like, "No. I'm literally gonna cry. Like if I tell you." Yeah. And she goes, "No, no, don't." Tell me. So I start to tell her about it and I literally start sobbing. Yeah. I'm the same way though. I'm 100% the same way. I'm yeah. a big ball of goo. So, which is my favorite texture. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's just gonna be like a sound bit. Yep. And then they move into the courtyard. Yes. Oh, so yeah, I have a few. Okay, so I had had a few other things that I noted from the bedroom. So I noticed that. So I'm a chronic overpacker. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who used to bring an entire carry-on luggage of books when, before I got an e-reader, when, okay. when I'd go on vacation. Like, I love just having a bunch of choice of books. Anyway. Yeah. So I identified so much when, with Violet when she was freaking out with Mira, taking out the books from her bag. I'm like, oh, yes, I feel you. I've been there. Like, 
Yeah. 100%. Um, also, how many times in real life have you heard people use the term thrice? Um, so please don't tell me you've actually heard people say yeah, that. Yeah, but I was going to say in the context of like, I'm with theater people. So like <laughs> I work with theater people. If we're working on plays, like Shakespearean plays or whatever, people start to talk funny. Okay. Like just okay. for the fun of it. So like, that's not wild to me, but I could understand in a real world context that's ridiculous. Yeah, nobody says that. <laughs> but like, nobody says that, but everyone says that in fantasy books. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Okay, so I just like wanted to... <laughs> um, okay, and then when Mira calls Violet out for reading the book of folklore yeah. like a thousand times, yeah. again, I felt, felt... called out. I felt personally attacked <laughs> because there is nothing wrong with being a rereader, my, Mira. Okay? There's yeah. nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with it. No. No. Um, okay, so now we can leave the bedroom and go into the... Into the courtyard. Into the courtyard, yeah. Okay. So, um, so first of all, there were so many people, like it, I'm still baffled by how many people volunteer for this, but anyway, um, the w main thing that like really stuck with me in the courtyard though, is we learn that the, about the rebellion mm -hmm. and that the children of the betrayed are marked. Yeah. Or by the betrayers, children of the betrayers of the rebellion are yeah. marked and like, it's the rebellion leader's children. Okay, I thought it was all everyone who was a rebel's children. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it made me upset. Because yeah. I was just like, and I, whatever, I get it. Like, it needs to happen in this fantasy world, whatever. But it's just like, I hate blaming children for who their parents are. Mm -hmm. Like, being held to who your parents are, being held to the standards of your parents and like whatever. And like, I get when we're children, like we are a result of our parents and stuff, mm -hmm. but like, as we grow up, like we have the opportunity to unlearn and change. And these kids are like barely 20. They haven't had the opportunity to unlearn learn and change. And I just felt like it made me sad, like that they're already boxed so young and so permanently. Yep. Like, physically being marked and stuff anyway so like I took a, a little pause at that moment to know it, it made me like a bit upset but anyway that's how I feel about you that. are so much more of an intuitive reader than I am I just was like okay next next <laughs> like, I did not take two seconds to think about that at all <laughs> that was very deep <laughs> I know I'm too deep don't no, worry no, don't no, worry no. my next thought was really dumb okay. um but like I'm also reading it more intuitively and like I'm taking my time with it and Basically, Violet is talking about all the students and how they're entering the building. And she's like, oh, the infantry get to walk through the doors and it's at ground level. And then she says, we have to climb. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and my dumb brain goes, oh, my God, they have to scale the building, which was not it. Um, but then I also thought they had to scale the building and I was like, that makes sense. That's why so many people die. That's why they're exhausted at the parapet and more people fall off. Like it makes sense, but no, she meant, uh, climb, climb stairs. stairs so. Yeah. But I mean, in your defense, um, well, actually it's not really in your defense, but <laughs> she, she, this is the girl that gets really tired going upstairs. She was super tired and winded going upstairs to go see her mom's office. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. My brain just not smart. It's okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Um, okay, so you know what I realize is we can just go back to the video. video. Yeah, but whatever. It's okay. Um, then 
Did we miss the whole conversation about Ron, her, the Harry mm-hmm. Potter? Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, <clears throat> so we're in the courtyard. So we're in the courtyard. And Mira tells Violet to go find Dane. Right. And when I first read this, I felt all warm and fuzzy. I was just like, she's going to find, she's in a scary place and she's yeah. going to find her old best friend and he's going to take care of her and she's going to feel safe and she hasn't spoken to him in a year because he's been in the writer's quadrant and yeah, I just felt like so excited for her that she was finally going to see somebody and like have someone in her corner when she got up there. Yeah. And we see she's excited too. Like I, that whole section did make me really excited. Um, I did find it weird how Mira presented Dane. Like I felt there was a weird detachment because... Like, obviously they're friends. So the way she's like, oh, go find Dane. This is who he is. I haven't been here in a while, but I heard he's doing well. Like, it felt very detached where it's very clear by the rest of it, they're best friends. So obviously she would naturally go find Dane. Yeah, but I think think it's because he is doing well. I think that's the part we Mm -hmm. need to focus on. Because if he were just any other second year... I think it would have been natural, like Mira would have known, yeah, she's going to go find Dane, it's fine. But because Dane, we later find out, is squad leader, right? because we find out later that Dane is a squad leader, he's in a position of power, he could protect her. So it's like double whammy, go find him because he will protect you, protect you and yeah. take care of you. That's fair. Then I found it like so funny and so like big sister that she was like, don't smile like that, he's a uh, second yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure. So we get the, the mm-hmm. kind of unwritten rule that... You shouldn't sleep with someone who's above you. Yeah. And also just very, like, blatantly, like, everyone sleeps around here. So we know. I kind of like that. Yeah. No, I know. But it's just, like, we know what's coming, you know? Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt. So. Hey, they're in college. They are in college. So it makes sense. There you go. Yeah. Um, Okay. So they're in line. Mm -hmm. Obviously, nerves, anxiety, people, bully. 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 Mm -hmm. And... Um, we see that there's two people, a guy and a girl, standing in front of Violet in line. And there's a lot of description about them. So Mm -hmm. obviously these people are important. So my mind automatically goes, Harry, Ron, Hermione. Like, these are going to be the three best friends. These are going to be the three people that we're going to be with for the rest of the books. I got kind of Harry and Ron in the train compartment vibes because I just saw... They're at a crossroads. Like, well, Harry and Ron, they're at a transition point, right? Mm -hmm. They're going from being children to being wizards. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, the train is this metaphor for the transition and the, fine, whatever. And here, Violet is also at a transition point. She's going from being free to, you know, entering into the rider's quadrant. So I thought it made a lot of sense to introduce, like, the two friends. Right. And so for me, like, I automatically thought that it would be a trio because Harry, Ron, Hermione in Throne of Glass, there's Dorian, Kale, Selena. It just makes sense. Like three names, three people, whatever. We have Draco Malfoy behind us. Like we're good. Like this is familiar territory. Uh, Yeah. I thought uh, right away though that one of them was going to die. I mean, (laughs) again, this is, this is the difference between you and me. Like I just... What what do I say all the time? I am easily manipulable. The author introduced two friends. She's going to have two friends. I just, I I don't know. I just got a feeling. I was like, people die. Everyone dies. Like, she's going to hit us in the face. Chapter one, let's go. No, no, like, you are right. (laughs) Like, I'm not, I mean, you were right. But I didn't know which one. 
um, until okay. later. Like, I just, I, when Zayden spoke to Rhiannon, I was like, oh, she's going to survive. Dylan's dead. Like, you know, it's funny because when I look back, I think that it was more obvious. It, it is more obvious to me looking back that Dylan would die than Rhiannon mm-hmm. because we learn more about Dylan. So you get more invested in oh. him. So it like hurts you more. Yeah, that he dies, and we yeah we find out he was gonna he had a whole life plan exactly yeah so That's it fair. like hurts you more from the get go and it also it's, it primes you for loss like this book yeah. is going to break me oh it, it sets a tone for yeah. sure I was like okay this is how we're gonna play like let's go yeah. <laughs> you know yeah the whole Zayden thing really didn't to me it was more like. It, it, it gave you a little bit more insight into Zayden and into Violet than it did anything with Rhiannon because mm-hmm. basically Zayden is sizing her up. He's mm-hmm. like, this is my enemy's like daughter, but she doesn't know this girl and they are, they've got mismatched boots. Like right. what's going on? Yeah. Like for him, he's the only plausible reason that they would have done that is if they were friends. Right. And we find out that they weren't, they just met. Right. So he's like, hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think that whole boot switch thing, first of all, super smart. Yeah. But also speaks volumes as to like who Violet is as a person. Like, yeah. she, I would not do that. Well, that's insane, right? It says like, more about me than, well, you know. no, but the, I a hundred percent, I think most people wouldn't think to do that or want to do that when you already know how stacked the odds are against you. Yeah. You're about to literally walk out to your death and you still take the time to be like, this girl is going to die if I don't help her. I'm yeah. going to help her. Yeah. So it's just like that's a huge like clue to who Violet is as a person. For sure. So now we've introduced Zayden. We have. Quite like the description, i got to oh, yeah. say. Like drool-worthy <laughs> description. I definitely reread that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And actually, after having read SJM, um, the fact that she calls him the most exquisite man she's ever seen mm-hmm. makes you think something is definitely gonna happen there oh yeah because that's actually how i don't know if you remember spoiler alert for akatar that's how farah described reese the first time oh. she ever saw him is she said he's the most beautiful i think like the most beautiful man i'd ever like seen. in the forest the first first time they see yeah calamai or calamai wow yeah okay no i did not know that but yeah. i like i like that little easter egg yeah that's very cool yeah so that's pretty much the end yeah of um the chapter so it's time to introduce our awards let's hear them okay so we've decided (laughs) we want to play a little game uh and for every chapter we'll see how long we keep this up but for every chapter we want to uh award our uh, the most romantic moment um the funniest or cheesiest moment and the spiciest moment yeah. So we've each selected uh, lines. I'll let you go first. I think okay. when we do this, I think I'm going to give you dibs because okay. this is your first. Yeah, but it's okay if we end up choosing the same, if we oh, I know. already chose the same one. I know. Okay. So I've at, actually, I've never tabbed a book in my life. And for this, I tabbed Love the, it. the passages. Um, okay. So. Is this okay. the funniest or the... I'm going to start with romantic. Okay. The way Violet describes Dane. The first time his name is brought up. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be very dramatic right now. Almost made me cry. Stop. (laughs) Because I think a lot of authors who are like middle-aged women and stuff forget how to write either teenagers or young people. 
Okay. And the way she is talking about Dane is so pure and simple and so how you have a crush when you're young. Okay. And I thought it was really beautiful. Love that. Which is like, I'm so romanticizing the dumbest thing. Like, I feel like no, I'm laying no, it on thick. so good. But like, I'm also a romantic. So like that, this passage just like made like, me. Like, I'm going to be honest. I did not have a most romantic line for this chapter. You didn't pick one? No. Okay, okay, okay. I can't help but smile at the thought of seeing Dane again. And my heart rate jumps. It's been a year. I've missed his soft brown eyes, the way he laughs, the way every part of his body joins in. I've missed our friendship, the moments I thought it might turn into more under the right circumstances. I've missed the way he looks at me, like I'm someone worth noticing. I've just missed him. Aww. I mean, like, is that not? It is really sweet. What you want yeah. when you have a crush when you're young. Yeah. Like, you just want that person to look at you yeah. that way yeah. more than anything. Yeah. So that's why I chose that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay i'll give it to you i you know what i agree yeah I, I, i'm buying in okay i'm buying in most romantic line done perfect and then funniest mm-hmm. which it's super cheesy it just made me giggle um i happen to know a writer's who a writer whose powers can make big <laughs> who can make big things very small a devious smile plays across her lips and smaller things much, much bigger. I I died. I was like, that is the cheesiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh my God. So funny. I picked the exact same one. I love that you picked the same one. That's great. And then finally, oh. The spiciest line. The spiciest. Uh, again, it kind of like almost is funny too, but I just really loved the line was, uh, gets you into trouble and you like it kind of level of hot. Oh. Yeah. So, okay, mine is not an, a line, but it's like a moment. Okay. I don't know why, um, but the fact that Zayden doesn't take his eyes off of Violet, even when Dylan Ooh. is falling off the parapet, was Ooh. like oddly hot. Yeah. The tension. Yeah. 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 It's already building. I so to I me, like that was it. the spiciest bit. I like, I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's so funny. All right. And that's it. And that's chapter one. Chapter one. Yeah. On to chapter two. Okay, so chapter two, starting off with a bang because yeah. because Dylan is dead, gone. Yeah, I'm gonna read the synopsis. Yeah, let's go. Okay, uh, we follow Violet in her first task of crossing the parapet through a dangerous storm. Yaros cleverly uses Violet's calming technique as a way to lay out the world-building paragraphs. Another student, Jack Barlow, proves he will murder his way to a dragon and puts a target on Violet's back. With her list of enemies already growing, we get to see that Violet has some fight in her yet, so don't count her out. Love that. Okay, I'm not sure if you put these two things together when you were reading. Likely you did, because you were more intuitive than I was. But there's a storm coming. While yeah. Violet is about to cross the parapet. Yeah. What's her mother's signet power? Well, she made the room cold, but now that you're saying that, I'm assuming she controls the weather. She, it, okay, <laughs> it, you, you, it's fine. I'm 
I'm giving you too much credit. Don't they? <laughs> no, no. When they were in, when so when they're in um, the general's office and they're getting into a fight and the temperature drops. Yeah. Violet says that her mom has a storm wielding signet. Oh, okay. See, I didn't. My brain didn't remember That's okay. that. Uh, this is my third time going through the book. <laughs> like it's fine. Um. So her mom's signet is allows her to wield storms. So it makes you think because. It's either mm-hmm. that she caused the storm mm-hmm. so that her daughter would be killed crossing the parapet, or she chose actively not to stop the storm that would give her daughter a better chance at crossing the parapet and making it safely. So it just makes you think. Or, I mean, is her storm-wielding powers, like <clears throat> she has control, or is it like... Yeah, she can make it Emotional storm. thing. Okay. No, no, she can make it storm. Oh. So yeah. she, she made the storm. Well, we don't know. Okay. It just makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Like that's, it's kind of, I, I didn't catch it, but now that I'm aware it's upsetting. Like, I don't know, but maybe she didn't, she made it very clear she wasn't going to help Violet and she was going to ignore her. So, which makes me think she didn't make the storm, but she chose not to help her through the storm either. But she's a mom. Yeah, but we've already seen she's not a very warm mom. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just it, it just strikes me as really odd. Yeah, it's weird. I I didn't catch it though. But yeah, that's it's it's upsetting. Um anyway, so Violet starts her journey mm-hmm. over the parapet. Yep. And the storm picks up. Yep. At least she has one good boot because oh my goodness, she would have probably fall into her death otherwise for sure and Um, so would Rhiannon and so would Rhiannon and we do get little glimpses of like how Rhiannon's doing like she mentioned seeing her she's like oh Rhiannon's at the halfway mark yeah so we also like she's still despite the situation she is still worried and looking out for Rhiannon yeah which is kind of cute it is shows what a nice person she is I would have been so focused on like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh this is so scary Zayden Ryerson's right there Jack Barlow's behind me how how are you with heights um okay so I get like nervous yeah like I'm not great with heights like I wouldn't actively want to cross the parapet Mm -hmm. um but like we were saying before it's 18 inches like that's a (laughs) foot and a half like can't be that bad I agree. I'm still like, I'm not, I don't think 18 inches and, and saying it multiple times was a good call. Yeah. Um, but, but they also keep repeating they're 200 feet in the air. Right. And like, so I, yeah, so I'm not afraid. Wind. I'm not afraid of heights, but I do get like, uh, that weak in the knees feeling yeah. if I feel like I could fall. So I think that alone would make it challenging. And the adrenaline, like you're probably yeah. like shakier. Yeah. And- But last year, I went skydiving. Which is insane. Which is insane. Um, And it's weird because I felt like it was so surreal that my body didn't know how to process it, that it wasn't scary. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Because when you're falling, when you fall, like, physically, if if you slip and fall, like, your body gets that, like, (gasps) feeling. Jumping out of plane, I didn't get that feeling. Because... It, I, my body didn't know how to register it. So I was free falling and I just was just like, oh, this is a lot of wind. This is weird. And I'm like, okay, just try to breathe through the wind, I guess. Like it was, my brain didn't know how to. Interesting. I wonder if that's weird. common. I don't know. And also I think because I was strapped in, I felt safe. Mm. So like actively my brain was like, you're safe. It doesn't mm-hmm. like, you're okay. 
So I, it's almost like, yeah, I disassociated from the fall itself. That's healthy. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And then once your parachute actually is out, it's one of the coolest feelings in the world. I'll take it your word for like it. It feels like you're like floating above the world. Because you still, again, don't feel yourself falling. So it feels like you're actually suspended al- above the world. Anyway, it was a huge side story. Uh, that's my views on falling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take your word for it because uh, you'd have to pay me big money to yeah. jump out of a plane. Yeah. So if I were to fall off the parapet, though, and not be strapped in, maybe I'd feel like I'm falling. Yeah. Maybe. Especially because you'd have, yeah, no Cause parachute. Because I, I, yeah. You know you're dying. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thoughts on Jack Barlow? Like quintessential bully. He's like so mean. Uh, just chirping Violet already from the get-go. But then I did not think he was going to turn around, pick up a child, and throw it off the parapet. Like, throw it. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, why? What is he trying to prove? I know. I found him, like, oddly aggressive from the jump. Like, what's this guy's problem? I don't don't get it. Like, okay, if, let's say we're thinking down the line, Mm -hmm. if he ended up in Violet's wing, and her weakness actually had an impact on him and his success yeah. and his, you know, ability to move forward and to grow and blah, blah, blah. Fine. Like, I still don't think it's it warrants that level of aggression, but it, it makes sense. Like, I'll buy it. Yeah. But the guy has met her for like two seconds. Yeah. She has no bearing on him, his ability to cry. Like, it just, why? I don't know. And the the other thought I had was like, Okay, the other riders who are actually riders, mm-hmm. not, not... Like Zayden and yeah, the other person like taking the See name. this happen. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, oh, you're a liability. I don't want you on my squad. Like, yes. because the kill was innocent. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he took this kid and threw him. And it's just like, there was no reason for it. That kid didn't prove he was weak. I understand they're all focused on like having the strongest squads and stuff, but it just felt like the kill was for nothing. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's the aspect of there are always more rider candidates than there are dragons. mm -hmm. So the more people you eliminate, the higher your odds of, um, bonding with a dragon. Yeah. So I get that. Um, I also think there might be some like weird backwards psychology there where if Jack shows that he's like big and strong, he'll have the respect of like leadership because he mentions how he wants to be wing leader one day. Yeah. So there's, there's that too. Maybe by impressing, you know, I just don't know who would be impressed by that. Well, that's the thing. We, we really don't know much about this society, about leadership, about, you know, what is rewarded. So, you know, he would know even less. Yeah. Unless he had riders in his family or whatever, which I don't think he does. Does he? We, I don't know. I don't remember. So anyway, so yeah, I didn't like him, and I was like, from the get go, I was like, I cannot wait for this guy to get what's coming for to him. Like mm-hmm. anyway, um, so we're on the parapet. Yeah, Violet, her calming technique. Yeah, I thought that was a really neat. Well, that's what I, that's why I put it in yeah. in my synopsis because like I was like, that is such a smart way yeah. to be like let's lay out the world because we jump right into the story yes. like a lot of books will lay out the world at the beginning and mm-hmm. like we didn't do that so yeah. it was a good way to kind of interject like this is how the world set up yeah whatever. um it was a lot of information though yeah. it took me a few times to reread it to kind of fully yeah. grasp what it was that don't quiz me on it yeah no 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 i mean <laughs> listen 
with as it is with a lot of fantasy books the world building is a bit overwhelming for me at first like Mm -hmm. I just I'm the kind of person where I'm like I will accept and move on and if I have any questions or if this ends up being really critical information I will either come back to it or most likely which is usually what happens in books the author will repeat themselves yeah exactly so I didn't really like worry about it too much I just focused on the fact that like oh she's like a little nerd and she's repeating factoids yeah (laughs) as she's experiencing something scary I I liked it it was yeah it was good Anyway, the whole time Jack is there taunting her, coming for her. It's pretty stressful. But, like, this guy is just so committed to killing her. I know. Somebody he just met. Like, it's just weird. It's just bizarre. I know. Like, there's a few screws loose in this guy. Um, But then, at the end, finally, she turns around and pulls out a dagger and holds it. To his balls. Yeah. And I was so satisfied in that moment. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I like this girl. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I like yeah. this girl a lot. Because again, like it shows she's got spice and, and she's, she's got spunky. Yeah. She, yeah. she has a fight in her. Like maybe her body can't keep up with what she would like for it to do. Yeah. And kind of betrays her in that way. But like she's really smart and she has a fire. Yeah. So already you're like, okay, like I like this girl. I'm going to root for her. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Oh, I also, so during the whole power pit thing, she slips. Yeah. And it was, I felt like it was such a like quintessential like horror movie moment. Like the killer's coming for you and he's like, I'm going to get you. And then she like trips and falls and you're like, oh no. Like it was just like laid out exactly like a horror movie would be, which is great. I love slashers. So I was like, no, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, it made me, it made me giggle. It just um, had me like, okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's just like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's it. I mean, it's a short chapter. Yeah, so. it was a short chapter. I think we, chapter one was really mm-hmm, heavy. There was mm-hmm, a lot to discuss mm-hmm. there. Chapter two is like setting us up now yeah. for chapter three. Okay. That being said. Award time. Did you choose awards? I chose a funniest line. Okay. Um, I didn't have a spiciest yeah. or um, most romantic. I have a romantic one. Do you really? You're going to laugh. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> so I had to, t- obviously not every chapter is going to have all these things. So I took a very different angle with okay. the romantic one, but I still think it's quite romantic. Let's hear it. Um, Violet Sorengale, I answer as the thunder cracks above me. The sound oddly comforting. I've always loved the nights where storms beat against the fortress window, both illuminating and throwing shadows over the books I curled up with. Though this downpour might just cost me my life. I see what you did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. I approve. I love it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, it's my favorite. I mean, and I think a lot of readers would say that. Yeah. Like, curling up with a good book. Yeah. The sound of the rain. Yeah. You're in your comfortable blanket. All cozy. You have your tea, your coffee, or whatever drink of choice. Like, it's romantic. Absolutely. Yeah. So, there you go. Smart girl. I like thinking outside the box. (laughs) Um, and then you said you, you picked a funniest. Yeah. So you go. No, no. I, I, I think this is going to be a trend. I want to know if we pick the same line. Yeah. So you could go first. No, no, you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cadet Sorengale has you by the actual balls here in more ways than one. Okay. So it, it's from the same part, Yeah. but I have, what's it going to be Sorengale? The male writer asks, you going to have Jack here start as a eunuch? Oh, also very funny. That's yeah. what I had. Um, I and just, then... So, no, go. go. I was going to say, I tagged that whole part as spiciest too, because like... Because it has the, to do with balls? Well, because 
Like, though it wasn't done in a sexy way, it could have been done. But it's still spicy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get that. So that was, like, that was the only spice I could find in the chapter. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I just loved how the older writers are so unfazed oh, yeah. by this move that is, like, objectively badass that mm-hmm. Myla does. Like, the speed that, mm-hmm. she, you know, she did it. The balls she needed to, no pun intended, to go after Jack. You know, like, the yeah. fact that, I don't know, it was just... I, I, yeah. Yeah. And when I read like everything the kid, the writers said, like I read it very like nonchalant, yeah. monotone. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. they don't give a, like, they was seen, just, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is not their first yeah, yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, chapter three. Yes. Chapter three. Um, first thing I wrote, Dane is here. No. Okay. Do you want me to read this synopsis? Yes. Uh, go ahead. Okay. I feel like I got so. too excited. It's okay. <laughs> Um, okay, first test behind her, the reality of Violet's condition sets in. Uh, her body starts to ache, risking others finding out about her illness. Sweet and protective, Dane steps in, whisks her off to his dorm so he could take care of her out of sight. Uh, we get moments of tenderness and tension before it is time to rejoin the cadets for the next task. Out in the Dragon Rotunda, the cadets are assigned their wings and we get uh, and get their first glimpses of seeing dragons. Uh, roasting anyone who flee, uh, who fleed or screamed, the dragons remind us that uh, this is not for the faint of heart. Though Violet is part of Dane's squad, Zayden steps in to make sure they are in his wing, the fourth wing, and he isn't going to make this easy. Dum dum dum! <laughs> yes, it was a very exciting chapter. Yeah, it was a great chapter. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but... When I first read the Dane's first appearance, mm-hmm. I physically felt Violet's relief. Yeah. Like I felt the weight lifted off my chest. I felt, yeah. you know, okay, like someone's here to take care mm-hmm. of me. I'm not alone. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I wrote squee, bumped into <laughs> Dane. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I instantly felt safe and all yeah. the anxiety from the first two chapters just yeah, yeah. completely melted away. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, ooh, are we going to get a friends to lovers kind of situation here? Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, I say that, but I also know that, um, Rebecca Yaros on her Instagram post said it was enemies to lovers, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know, it, there could have been a friends to lovers first. Whatever. She didn't have well, to just thing. have one we... boyfriend or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Friends to lovers is not my favorite trope, but if Dane is as hot as Violet says he is, mm-hmm. I can get on board with it. Yeah. And I think like. Her feelings are very obviously there. Like, we've already alluded to that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This is what she needs right now. Like, yeah. I'm glad she she has that. Yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Also, um, I don't know what it says about me, but I love how he's, like, taking care of her and he's being bossy about it. And, like, he really took control of the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And, yeah. like, when he took his um thumb or, like, his fingers and, like, lifted her chin, I was like... Chin lifts? Chin, I love a chin lift. I love a chin lift. Who I doesn't? You were, no, no, no. Some no. people don't like it. What? Some people think it's like infantilizing. So, no. Mm-hmm. I think... I think it's so tender. And I don't think it's... it's. I don't think this is an open invite for men to just go lift random chins. But like... No, no, no. When the relationship is established, like the... Or you're on the precipice. Or you're on the precipice and like consent has been... Implied. Implied. Yeah. A chin lift... It's just the right thing to do. It really is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, I definitely yeah. had written that. I, I love it. I love it. I, love I it. also love that even when she's like freaking out, nauseated from the adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. you know, she is unwell. Yeah. But still. She's still flirting with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Love oh, that for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. They meet on page 34. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're at in your scrolling, but um, they explain a bit better um, that we learn that dra- dragon riders get powers like from their dragons and yeah. stuff. And so I wrote down, I'm going to say this now, maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but yeah. I predict that Violet will have the illegal uh, mind mind reading powers okay. because I felt that it was weird to have said that in the first chapter. Anyway, okay. that's my prediction. All right. We'll see where that goes, but. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's taking care of her. Mm-hmm. And he brings her to her room. His room. His, sorry, his room. Yeah. Which is for second years and she shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. But, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't take care of you anywhere else but my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) The whole chapter felt very much that, I that tone. That went right over my head. (laughs) I did not think twice about it. But I loved it. it. It was great. Their whole banter is just like, so. It's so great. It's great. It's cheesy. I love it. Like, um, basically, like, I felt like it was funny because, like, in those moments, I was like, wow, like, Rebecca Yaros knows what her audience wants. And, like, it felt like almost like a checklist. Like, she was like, okay, we established the forbidden fruit already, like, at the beginning, beginning, like, Zayden's bad, forbidden fruit. Okay. okay. Uh, now we're establishing childhood bond with, like, longing. So you mm-hmm. already have, like, ooh, like, the friends to lovers, like potential um and then that moment of like he sees you different because at one point oh because with the riding with the riding leathers she's like he looks at her differently which is like oh my god that moment of like him she called him out she's like you've seen me in dresses you've seen me in bathing suits yeah and And this this is what does (laughs) yeah um and then like the whole trope of like oh let me heal you and the very blatant banter like I just felt like she was checking box after box like we're only in chapter three and she's like yep 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 and I was like she knows she knows what her audience wants you know she has six kids she has six kids yeah well good for her that yeah is a lot so of I children. think she spent a lot of time with like teenagers okay and she seems like a cool mom yeah so I feel like that's maybe that's yeah. why she writes young people so well is because she's so like, that, in actually touch with that them. makes sense how yeah. old are her kids mm-hmm. Ish. Like, she's like, she has a grown daughter who I think is married. Okay. And then she's got college age kids and then young teenagers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could be why she understands their yeah, voice very well. Maybe. So I have to say, I was on board with Dane through all of the flirting and the, like him taking care of her until until right he, yep yeah until he's like we got to get you into the scribe quadrant and I'm like dude. You know her mom is forcing her to be a rider. She's told you her mom is forcing her to be a rider. And her mom is the boss of this entire school. Like, what are you doing? What do you think is going to happen? I got so mad. Yeah. Because, like, I, I wrote, like, pivotal moment. Like, because I agree. I was I was so on board with everything. I was like, they're cute. The banter's good. Like, it's great. But that moment, just for me, I was like, it was just like he didn't believe in her. Yeah, just another person. Yeah. But now it's somebody who's on the inside. Yeah, and it just felt like you are supposed to be her friend. You are supposed yeah. to be the one who is there to support her. Yeah. And you just messed up. You, you just told her you don't believe in her, which yeah. was so upsetting. Like, I find, like, support 
Very and important. It's so important in a relationship. Like, yeah. oh my God, if yeah. if my husband didn't support me and all my insane ideas and like my wild creative this career, one included. this one included, <laughs> like I, being in the arts and stuff, like I always have a million things on my plate and yeah. I'm always on the go and, and I always have these crazy ideas and I tend to be like, ah, this idea, I have to do it this way. And my husband just supports me through it. And if he didn't support me and didn't believe in me, like I would, like that would just break our relationship. Like it's such an important to me, part of our relationship. Yeah, you need to feel like you've got someone in your corner. Yeah. That no matter what, someone's got your back. And I completely agree with you. This is when I started to waver because Mm -hmm. I love that he's, like he's yelling, like you feel his desperation. Like he just wants to keep her safe and keep her alive. Mm -hmm. And I find, again, like I don't know what this says about me, but the fact that he was so desperate, I found that really like sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, That he, you know, that he obviously cares so much about her. But... It's just as tainted but yeah. by, you know, I don't know. I know. I, I yeah. It was such a, like, like on-off switch moment. I was yeah. just like, oh, no, like, this, like, no. Yeah. I, I just don't believe in them for a relationship anymore. Yeah. Which made me... I had hope. <clears throat> I had hope that, you know, he was going to come around, that she was going to be successful. I mean, obviously, like, we know she's not going to die because we have, however, hundreds more pages left. Yeah. So I knew that we have a story to tell here. So odds are she's going to be successful at least in the mm-hmm. short term. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that maybe that would change things. So I held on to hope, but that's also me. I'm delusional like that. I'm not so, yeah. I give a lot of chances. Which is fair. And yeah. I I think giving second chances, second chances and stuff is fair, but it, it's the right thing to do. But I just also think in a this type of book context, I was like, oh, there's your red flag. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. For you sure, know, for like, sure, for sure. that's for sure. done. For um, sure. But anyway, we carry on. We carry on. She doesn't run away. Yep. Um, and then we go out into the rotunda. They go, yeah, they go into formation. Formation. Okay. So. Yeah. The way these groups are laid out. Yeah. Is the most confusing thing. I know. I, w- I reread it multiple times and yeah. I was like, this is going to take me weeks to actually figure it out. Like my brain just couldn't. Okay. In fairness, like it really doesn't matter all that okay, much. Okay, good. It cause... really doesn't matter all that much. Like you just have to know that the squads and the sections and the wings are just ways to organize themselves and like the different activities that they do. Which is fair. Like the just, wings are like so their houses. Many... Yeah. Like, you know. Wait, what? That's easy to... Yeah. Yeah. There's so four. It, One, so two, three, four. four that's easy. And within each wing, there are three sections. Yeah. And then within each section, there are three squads. Right. So, so it's really not that complicated. Yeah, it is. There's too many groups and I couldn't keep track what she was trying to say. Fine. I thought it was too complicated. Um, I did fall upon a chart this week. Okay. And I let myself look at it because I have been avoiding anything fourth wing related, but I did look at it because it helped my brain. I'm also very visual. Yeah. It helped my brain kind of see it better. Okay. But when I just read it, I was like, oh, this is complicated. Yeah. But I think this is, again, where I just take it and move on. And move on, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. We find out Satan is part of the fourth wing or head of the fourth wing. Wing leader. Wing leader of the fourth wing. Yeah. Um... So that's exciting because I was like, oh, that's why it's called fourth wing. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You were right. Because you said, oh, I think it's a group of people. It's you true. It. I did say that. Yeah. I'm smart sometimes. You are. Um, when they're in formation and they're getting divided up into sections, did you notice where like she catches Zayden's eye and she like lifts her chin in defiance? Yeah. Like, I, 
Yeah, yeah. She's not going to let him, like, bully her. her. Yeah, which I I love. Again, like, she's fiery and strong. I like her. I like her, too. Um, I also like that we learn that the dragons need their riders. Mm -hmm. Like, that they're, once they, like, bond with a rider, like, they're almost, like, they can't live without them, right? Well, they have a strong bond. Mm -hmm. Um... But the dragon can live without the rider. The rider cannot live without the dragon. Oh, okay. So yeah. I misunderstood that. Yeah. Okay. That's why they say a dragon without a rider is a tragedy, but a rider without a, a dragon, dragon is, is dead. dead. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the fourth wing. Right, right, right. Dun, dun, okay. dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, I, I liked that detail. I it, And it made me think, and I forgot to look it up, but there was a movie, I want to say in the 90s, called Dragonheart. And okay. it's lit, it's about... A dragon and human who like basically share a, a heart, like a lifeline. And then if oh. one of them dies, the other one dies. Interesting. And I have to look it up because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it's like that memory like Never flooded back to me. I was like, oh my God, dragon heart. Anyway. Okay. She goes to show who's the artist. <laughs> <laughs> who's the artsy one and who's the accountant. <laughs> I also like my parents were very nerdy and like, Passed on a lot of, like, fantasy and, like, stuff, like, in my upbringing. Right? My parents so. pass on opera. <laughs> oh. Like, I did not listen to the radio until I was, like, in the fourth or fifth grade when, like, I was getting made fun of in school because I didn't know who Britney Spears was. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. My dad wanted our first, our father-daughter dance to be to Anaria. Well, it could have been. No. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, that's why I was a weird kid. <laughs> Because that's what my dad, and it was an, it was an aria about death. Okay. Well, anyway. But he was like, but it's a beautiful song. I think it might be like an immigrant thing. Okay. okay. There, there's like a disconnect there. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But you turned out fine. I turned out fine. So well, there you go. I mean, um, some people would argue. How, how do you think you would react seeing a dragon? Okay. So this really depends on the type of dragon because in my mind, and I know this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. There is zero. There's actually negative evidence to support this. But whenever, in my, to this day, even though I've seen fan art, and I've read this book going on three times, whenever I think of the dragons, I think of dragon tails. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I do not think of like a scary dragon. I think of a cartoon. That is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Well, so I think I would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay. I was a PBS kid. <laughs> I watched Dragon Tales too, but like my dad also read The Hobbit to me as a bedtime story. So like I always, yeah, I don't know. No, I always picture dragons as like smog, like giant, huge. But they are. I like, know. Like I am clearly in the wrong. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying you're right. Yeah. I'm saying it's very cute. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's funny. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I'd be scared. Um, yeah, I'd like to think... Reaction. I like to think I'd be like, oh, wow, a dragon, but I think I'd pass out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'd like to think that I just, like, held it together because if you pass out... Oh, no, I think if you pass out, they leave you be. If you run away, they kill you. Yeah. I think I would pass out though. I, anyway, so they get divided, whatever. And then the speech. Zayden's speech. Zayden's speech. Um, we also, we finally get to see dragons. Yeah. And it's like the 
awe and fear I felt was like felt reading it. You're like, okay, these guys are like, they have a wicked personality. They're not there to make friends. Like they will be ruthless and kill you. Like you really felt all of that. So it was very intimidating, uh, but also kind of exciting. Um, but I, I like that. Like the dragons seem to have personalities. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to keep in mind that these dragons bond with the riders, so there has to be some level of connection right. there. Right. Um, and but I also think it's really important that they're inspiring this level of respect mm-hmm. for the dragons because the riders essentially like the dragons could could exist without the riders. Like the riders yeah, need but, the dragons more than the dragons need the riders. Yeah, but they also need the riders to like direct their powers like there was a kind of a so illusion uh, alluded i don't know if they talk about it yet but like dragons have their own powers mm-hmm. and then they um channel power through the rider mm-hmm. which is the signet powers right so again the dragon can exist without the yeah, rider yeah. and be powerful without the rider okay okay so so why do they choose to to bond that's a great question so that we could have a story to read. Okay. Uh, we'll <laughs> go with that. Let's not overthink it. Yeah. Um. Um, and then also seeing how they killed anyone who ran away or screamed and stuff. Like, it just kind of made it clear. I was like, oh, okay, that's why they won't bond with a weak person. Yeah. Like, it, they, anyway, they made it very clear. It, it all made sense in the end. Yeah, for sure. Um. So... Something that we haven't really talked about, um, but to me kind of hints at what's to come, is that even after Violet's squad has been moved into the fourth wing, Mm -hmm. and she's scared about being under his command and blah, 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 she says he smirks at her, and then she adds, like, she has to add, on his handsome face. Yeah. She's obviously very attracted to this Yeah, like this individual. girl has it so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the get-go. From the moment she saw him, she was like... Mm. I am so here for it. Yeah. Oh, As me a too. married woman who is very, very far from like that time where like you and yeah. butterflies and you're like, oh, does mm-hmm. he like me? And I'm like, yeah. I love, love, love. For sure. It's so fun. And that's the end of chapter... Three? Yeah. I mean, so, there's his speech, but we talked about it when I read the... Um, initially, yeah. Yeah, when I read the back cover of the book. So I think we can go into our final awards of the day. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I put the most, most romantic part as he takes my chin between his thumb and forefinger, turning my face left and right for inspection. It was cute. We love a chin lift. We love a chin lift. We love a chin lift. You? I don't think I put one. Oh, no. Okay. I, you know what? I think this is a trend. Um, I have a spiciest line. <laughs> okay, go. So it's when, it's when um, Violet is like leaving Dane's room and she goes, oh, I toss over my shoulder as we walk into the hallway. I can do quite a few things with my tongue. Oh, You'd be impressed. Yeah, that was actually a great one. I don't know how I missed that. I, I just put, uh, are you telling me it's the le- leathers that do it for you? But... I like yours better. Okay, so then that leaves us with funniest. the funniest. Um, it, again, I just went with cheesy. Okay. Because, like, I don't know how many, like, funny, funny moments, but I just found this so ridiculous. Like, when she says, uh, I could throw in a few, oh, Dane cries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once we're in your room, just for 
believability. I found that um, funny. I found it funny too. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but I just I love how like she's so sassy. She's so forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, why I go get it, girl. I agree, and that's why I love their banter, and I was so invested until that moment. So. Yeah. And this and that is the end of our first episode. Yeah, it's a little bit chaotic. That you know, we'll find our beat. You know what? I embrace the chaos. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, okay, so thank you so much for listening. Please rate this podcast and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us to. It'll help other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram at BookboundPod and on TikTok at BookboundBesties. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at BookboundBesties at gmail.com. Let's, Let's get, get to reading. reading. So for next week, mm-hmm. please read chapters four, five, six. Yeah. It ends really well in a really good spot. I think we're going to keep going three chapters at a time because there are 39 chapters. So it's a nice yeah. kind of Again, round way of yeah. yeah. So I think let's do that. Let's not break our heads and look at it every time. Um, I think we're going to be fine doing it that way. Perfect. So I'm very excited for Me you. Too. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate this podcast and leave a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to us. It'll help other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram at bookboundpod and TikTok at bookboundbesties. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at bookboundbesties at gmail.com. Let's Let's get get to reading. reading.